great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. <laughs> For those who don't know, Radio Hotler, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Hot, 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 Pizza aromas that you make this afternoon. Fantastic. I can't believe how good they are. How did you manage to get those done <laughs> well, on your day off? Luck. How <laughs> go on with the show? I've had a piece of this. It's good. Mm. Don't eat it all because we're going out for Canadian. I know we're going out for Chinese. a tiny bit of Canadian. Mm. And we'll only need to be a tiny bit after this. Mm. It's traditional. Oh, yeah, but that's that, that's that Coles bag prawn. Oh, good. Mm. It's good. Good prawn. Mm. What about this? What, filler? That's the extra bit. It's a filler. It is. Extra. <laughs> oh. Doglets is back. Mm-hmm. Have a go at it. Where is it? It's super fluff, isn't it? Don't, it is. Don't, here you are. Don't, don't get it with your dirty old prawn hands. Oh, she's not there. Where is she? Mm. She's done a runner again. She's down there between your legs. Oh, hello, dogs. You're down there. Look, <laughs> here you are. Mm. Oh, thank you. Fluffy dogs. Fluffy, super fluffy. Detailed. Detailed yeah, dogs. Actually, detailed. DD. I, mate, I, I detailed know, it, dogs. It, the, the pizza looks good. It just don't taste good. No, it is. It's fine. No, I wouldn't eat it. You've already eaten some. And the only way to not eat it is to get on with Radio Hotline, episode 274. It's 274. 274. It's that light-hearted and zany podcast that takes a worldwide look at the craziness of humour, barbecues and zero motor racing. That's right. Mm. But pizzas. It's Winyard. It's, it's a peak hour express. Mm. Peak hour express. Yeah. From Winyard to Chatswood that goes back to the depot. Ooh. Tricky one. Definitely. Now, mm. in London town... In London. What would it be doing? Where would the 274... All right, dogs. I don't know, actually. I'm not sure about 274. Come here. It's a train. It's a 277, but I can't remember seeing a 274. Well, why do you think about it? It's only important. Yeah. It's only important. I mean, it is yes. important, but it's important it's to recognise that Dunkin' Donuts is here with us he tonight. Is. Dunks. It's just about to blow us all up, but that's all right. <laughs> This could be the last Radio Hot Lap. It's not the last Radio Hot Lap. It's the last Radio Hot Lap. We're all blown to bits. It's the last one before... It'll be the bloody oh, last one. It's the last one before the next one. He'll be putting it up on the... Someone else will be putting it up on the bloody... Uh, it worries me. It worries me when he, he turns the gas on and nothing works. Well, so. when he turns the gas on and nothing's lighting. Ah, there it is. Look at that. Dunkin' Donuts. Up Welcome to the show. Hi, viewers. So, uh, what are you having to... Have a little bit of a slurp off tonight, Japes. I've got a. I mean, don't call me Japes. A Han, a Han Super Dry 3.5 because I've got to drive home. Of course. So you are and a responsible re- it's driver. Actually, and drinker. For, a, for a Han Super Dry type beer, it's actually not too bad. It's got a bit of taste to it, and uh, yeah, it's quite reasonable. And what have you got to drink? Well, there, there were some wines purchased last night, and uh, I thought it was only. Uh, uh, Suitable, considering my ex, uh, rather extensive period away, yep. I would get a wine by the name of Rustica. Rustica? Because of Rusty Sausage, which is sitting of here course. on my lap, yeah. looking quite longingly at your garlic prawn, of which she <laughs> will not be inhaling, for if she did, there would be a, 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 a rear end of doglets somewhere. <laughs> 
no. Um, we don't need that. Yeah, it's a Barossa Valley Shiraz, JP. Yeah. Um, you, you might know a little bit more about this sort of stuff because I have the feeling that you know the people at uh, Rustica. Do I? I can't read that. I still can't read <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I meant to say that, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> when I had the bottle. Hints of Blackberry, produced by Zed Wine. All oh, right. Oh, that'll narrow it down. YZ. They're the last YZ. people, on, the last last people in town. P.O. Box Lindock. Is that a bit... Uh, All right, give us a sus. You're fucking ageless. <laughs> looks nice, though. Nice I label. Like, I quite like it. Mm. Is it like a little snifter? Mm. Maybe mm. later. We'll right. go for some mm. canazy. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. So, uh, Dunkey, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, what are you having a drink tonight, mate? Uh, come on. Uh, oh, how is it? It's oh, good, it's good. I just uh, Instagram got an Instagram from uh, Clipsal. 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 Guess who's in town? Mick Jagger. Yes, guess who else? I don't know. Here's a hint. Ah, Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon. Yaysville. Oh. Well, that means that the super trucks, the super trucks... The Super Trucks, Stadium <laughs> Super Trucks, <laughs> will be the second support act at the Clipsal 500 this uh, next year, yep. alongside the Pirelli Asia Challenge Series. Don't be nervous, have a prawn. There are not too many for fear of not inhaling anything when we go to a secret Chinese restaurant later, where there could be Rolling Stone people. <laughs> and now, how did you find that? How did you find that? How did you find that? About... Is he doing Bueller, a... Bill? <laughs> about Robbie Gordon. Tony Abbott impersonation, Tony Abbott impersonation. <laughs> Let me just say this. <laughs> if I saw Robbie Gordon, I'd shoot funny. <laughs> that came up... Where That'd be that? evil. That posted from? That'd Bueller. be evil. An Insta- evil. <laughs> <laughs> An Instagram post. Straight away, it's here at the track. He's here. He's here. He's he Robbie it? Gordon, and it's the Rolling Stones with Robbie Gordon. Well, there you go. Ah, there's that. Is he replacing Keith? That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Now, that's so, interesting. Where did you see that from? Who took that? What's the story? Where did... Come on. Come on. Come on. Clipsal. But, but, but who got it? Who shot it? No, no. No, no. Is it part of their promo, is it? Yeah, and they've also got... Remote control. Oh, height Up and downness. Like the, little, the launch ramps. Idiot. <laughs> Remote control. Yeah. You know, know them. They're mm. launching tomorrow, apparently, with Apple's event, but we'll talk about that later. Clipsal. No, they're just... Oh, to just... With Touch ID. Yeah. Yeah, because somebody leaked... Oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Oh, somebody... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's somebody. <laughs> There's a bit of durage going on. Mm. So, anyway, anyway, any road up. What have you got to say for yourself? Not a lot. <laughs> Johnny's gesticulating, viewers. I haven't got a clue what about. I've got bugger all to say for myself. What have you got to say for yourself? What have I got to say for myself? I don't know. Ask me a question, I'll give you an answer. Well, okay. So I mean, I just, you're back I, from I'm Europe. Out of, I'm out of practice. And was it good? Was it successful? Was Nathan? Was it everything Nathan wished for? That's uh, probably a good way of asking. No, the, the answer to that question would be no. Having returned from the second half of the ADAC GT Masters Championship, yeah. which uh, ran through Slovakia Ring, um, Nurburgring, Sachsen Ring, and Hockenheim. I would say the answer is not what uh, either of us would have ideally wanted, um, having spent the first half of the year doing you know, Osterschleben, Zandvoort, um, Red Bull Ring and um, Euro Speedway. But having said that, it was a success. Because when we went to Saxon Ring, the second, the penultimate round... Um, Nathan stopped becoming uh, a GT driver. He oh. was a GT driver all year, and then he just mm-hmm. went and said, "Look, I'm fucking not becoming it. I'm not going to be a GT driver anymore. Right? I, I've ha- I'm, I'm done with it." So, what did he become? Uh, he became a GT racer. 
Oh, very good. And he learnt to take positions rather than inherit. Right. And to challenge for position and put others in a situation where they would have to fight for him, fight against mm-hmm. him. And I think that's an enormously significant development in his racing career. Now, viewers, you know, we are a flippant show, but in this case, we're, I mean, quite serious. It, it was quite a challenging exercise for him because the car is, by his own admission, not to his liking. The right. fact that uh, Porsche 997 GT3R, like RSR, Le Mans car, they, these things, they're, they, they're clever cars, but they're fucked at the front axles. Why are they fucked at the front axles? That's the question you might ask. You know, they, they turn corners, but do they turn corners? Right. At the, at the limit. The problem is, and Duncan, you will well know, because you're quite well adverse to having driven in classic Adelaide rear-engine cars yourself, Ferraris, I might mention, maybe a little bit older, but the, but the dynamics are such the same as that the engine and the, and the proportional weight is over the rear of the car. The pendulum effect. In, in, in other words, the only way to really get these cars to turn well is to brake very, very late, to use the weight transfer of that mass in the back to give the bite in the front end and turn in with a trailing brake. Now you've got an ABS system that's going bang, 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 bang. So you need to modulate that as well. It's a confidence thing that comes when you drive these cars. It's, it's a really, really tricky car. Like, certainly the 991 is a better car than the 997. Uh, is the 991 cup car better than the 997 RSR? Of course it's not in terms of drivability. But these are the things that these, that these drivers have to overcome. Nathan got to the point where he went past that point and it was a confidence thing. Right. You know, which is a bit interesting coming from a guy who's a Formula 3 driver who's used to very late braking or very strong braking with nice uh, not arc turns. And these cars do not, do not work well with that, arc right. turns. Yeah. Because if you think about it, they like to stop, stop turn and square off much like a motocross bike. When you think about that braking late and the weight transfer onto the front axles for the front to bite to get the turn in and then lift off and get on the gas again. You can see that square-off approach. So um, once that was down pat, I think, well, you know, certainly moved past a point where he went, I hadn't been comfortable with it before, uh, his, his, uh, his season got on. Perhaps a little bit late in the season, but you only have well, to look first at year the, in, I mean, gee... Absolutely. Still amazing stuff. Oh, oh, for sure. And everybody that he's racing against is right every single weekend is racing. And, and, and we're racing every second weekend or third weekend. And uh, you know, he's up against Rene Rast, who won the championship, who right. was twice, twice uh, World uh, Porsche Super Cup champ, won Nürburgring and Spa 24 hours this year. Um, Nicky Tim, who won Spa... Sorry, the... Uh, Super Cup Championship last year um, had been runner-up to Sean Edwards, um, oh, yeah. who, uh, who un- unfortunately lost his life just a little over a year ago in Queensland Raceway. Yep. And uh, for those who are interested, you should definitely have a look at the Sean Edwards Foundation Jump for Joy for Sean. Um, it's all about safety. And, uh, you know, we think about him. I think everybody thinks about him quite a lot. But Nicky Tim, you know, I wouldn't say he inherited the, that, that, that task. But, you know, he also had a difficult role to fulfil and won that championship. And then jumped in the 95 car, uh, the Aston Martin uh, at Le Mans, um, to replace Allen. Yep. And, and took that uh, GDAM championship. And also just won the GDAM at uh, Fuji uh, a week or so ago. So right. cool. Um, and, you know, had a very good competition there with, with Nathan um, and uh, has a few dog stickers. <laughs> good on him. But... Um, yeah, look, a lot can be talked about about the ADAC GT Championship. There are so many GT Championships going on in that part of the world. And these drivers, as I said, you know, whether it's Joran Bleakmolen, who's, uh, who's um, you know, uh, racing whatever one car in ADAC GT one week, and then the following weekend he's in the Viper Exchange uh, GTD car in the Tudor Sports Car Championship. Oh, yeah, in the US, and, of course, we've yeah. got Mario Feinbarker, his regular <coughs> co-driver, um, uh, that uh, Nathan's regular co-driver that could only do five races, not, not all eight. Yeah. For the last, th- for the last uh, 
or three, only Nürburgring did he compete with Nathan uh, for the second part of the season because of his timing commitments to the, the uh, Team Seattle Porsche from the run by the races group in America. Um, meant that he couldn't be there. Of course, that was adequately supported by Alex Riberis, a young Porsche junior driver who um, had, had pretty much between he and Ian James and Mario led the entire GTD field for the Petit Le Mans 10-hour race final, only to be knocked out on the very last lap in the dark by the lead Audi uh. that shunted them off. Pretty rude stuff, but nonetheless. And then uh, Rob Lucas, Polish supercar, super uh, sorry, um, uh, uh, supercup and uh, uh, German Carrera Cup driver, um, who stood in for... Um, for Mario, and you know that diversity of driver talent uh, was was very good for uh, for Nathan. Yeah, for sure. To Certainly, having from all one driver in the yep. field the whole time would be the ideal solution. But um, I guess it was helpful to learn about all the different characters. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So a successful season, all in all. I think it was a maturing season for Nathan. Yeah. As I said at the beginning. I'm not happy with what we did, what we achieved. Although I am happy in that you know we didn't smash cars to pieces. Mm. He drove probably a little bit more, um, a little bit more conservatively, but he wasn't silly. This is the thing, you know. We weren't we weren't fixing chassis. There was nothing badly damaged, and he was. I guess qualifying in the lower half of the field, but he raced well, yeah. and would get into. We had, I think, we had four top ten positions, and uh, look, well, that's pretty that good. In, put that's that pretty in, good first time out. Put let's that face in, it. Put that in uh, in uh, context with Sebastian Arsch and Philip Frommelweller in the second car. Uh, Sebastian having won the two thousand and twelve championship, didn't get anywhere near a podium. Right. In the Hart and Well, there you go. Look, the balance of performance is skewed, but so be it. That's the way it is. Uh, if you were going to pick a car that you wanted to run for the year, you'd go with a BMW. Right. Simply, it just seemed to be the car that worked. It wasn't the fastest car. It was the loudest car. <laughs> but it seemed to be the car that would work across a variety of terrain and right. weather conditions and was probably the kindest on tyres over the event. I think, yeah, the BMW Z4 is the, the car of choice. Of course, that's mm. now been a discontinued, and for 2016, they will, BMW will be replacing that customer GT program with the uh, uh, M6. So what happens next year? Well, it'll be... A minor upgrades, I guess. Right, maybe okay. not so it'll that, still be Z4s. Yeah, yeah, it'll be right. a, it'll be a parallel program where the M6s can be brought up to speed, and yeah. I'm not sure about what the homologation is and going into that part of the world. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's a huge, like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in GT racing over in Europe, and uh, fair to say that the 997 Porsche is right at the end of its life. Yeah. Perhaps uh, it also has been a, come, a bit of a neglected child with the uh, uh, event of the 919 hybrid program in World Endurance Championship. Certainly that's been taking a lot of, uh, of their energy and they have a 991 in cup and uh, they're not selling 997s in road. I, it's, you'd see that, don't you? You can sort yeah, of see yeah. the Porsche has come to the end <coughs> and uh, the, uh, the support that Porsche did give the team was uh, as best they could, but I felt that, uh, yeah, the uh, the rest of the opposition had moved on a bit. You know, Lamborghini's testing the new Hurricane GT, yeah. GT3. The Bentley is, is here and there, and although that's that's a bit of a disaster, I think, as well. Um, you know, the balance of performance was such that, you know, the Corvettes, you get a bit of a straight Red Bull ring, you know, and the Camaro, see you later, power circuit. Yeah. And the fragility of the Porsche is such that it's so different from the Audi. The you're like you, you can't touch anyone in an, in a Porsche and survive it. You're going to damage a radiator. Whereas right. the um, or, or, or aero kits. Whereas the Audi's built like a tank. 
and only when you take the front off you'll you'll see that no doubt uh, when you uh, when we go to a, the uh, Bathurst 12 hour again uh, yep. in early February I think yep. 6 to 8 6 yeah yeah very good What's that? The pregnant pause. Time for me to get another beer then. Since Duncan's just got another one. Yeah. Enough bottles there, Duncan. Yeah, I need the bottle man to come round. I think so. So he caught up with this Ferrari series next year. A Pirelli World Challenge. Yeah. Now that's an interesting question, it's a Duncan. It's throwback uh, for the 360 Challenge, isn't it? Uh, no, uh, no. So the 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 Ferrari. Challenge series, which is coming here to Clipsal 500 next year, is um, Asia Pacific sort of thing. Everybody, yeah, okay. uh, a Ferrari four third, uh, Ferrari uh, four five eight challenge cars. Yeah, right. different, different completely to the Pirelli World Challenge, which is open to many marks, which is a Pirelli brand. I have a feeling it is a Michelin race program. I don't know. I'll have to check with Jane Rowe from from Michelin to find out what's going on there. Um, but uh, it should be entertaining for people. So, so long uh, as they don't put it on at ten past seven in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So are they just building, say, 18 cars, or what are they doing? Um, okay, so the official uh, motorsport arm of Ferrari is Michelotto. And Michelotto yep. has an involvement with the creation of a 458 Challenge car. It's a lower-spec car than a GT3 car but it's much more higher spec than a road car. Much, much like a cup car, like like Porsche made Carrera Cup. Mm. This think that's the same level. It's not into the Le Mans specification or GT3 specification, but they're, they're still pretty smart little operators, operational things. Gentlemen races predominantly would be in that field, so expect some crashing. <laughs> <laughs> Too much money. Yeah, and booked out Chinese restaurants. Oh, absolutely. And booked out Chinese restaurants. <laughs> I have some friends up in the Asia market that hopefully will be down here. That should be good. And so if they are, I have to make sure we get the table for 10 out in front of <laughs> Hanging Gardens of Meat. <laughs> like the old days of classic Adelaide. So, JP, I was away, although I did sit up late at night and uh, watch bits of it here and there. I'm sure you watched more of it, but uh, apparently I missed one of the best Bathursts oh, on record. absolutely, without a doubt. It was stunning. It was it was Theater. a Bathurst that, yeah, it was, I mean, you couldn't have wanted any more. From the beginning? From the even, Thursday on? Even Channel 7 delayed the news and stuff to the end of the race, which wow. was just amazing. The delayed the news? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the news was delayed. It was like, uh, well, it was five past six finish here, so it was at 6.35 Eastern. Well, it yeah. stopped the nation, so, the, the horse race. Was, sorry? It stopped the nation, yeah. the horse race. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it was just awesome. It was just, like, you just couldn't have wished for a better finish. So, give the viewers a run there, mate. But for those, well, those the, in, the, in the European amphitheatre, of which there are many new followers, listeners... Avid listeners. Well, oh, where do you start? There's so turn much two. going on. All right, let's... Turn two. Sorry? Turn two. Turn two. So let, I was going to say, let's start with the state of the track because that had a lot to do with what was going on. Maybe I'll, maybe I can, if, without interrupting you and telling yeah. you how to do it, I'll rewind and give you my, my tiny little tidbits that I've... Tidbits. All right, well, and then tidbits? we'll fill in. Are they tidbits mm. or tidbits? Are they tit or tid? Tid. Okay. Well, anyway, tidbit. So what? What I? What I? What we seem to notice that early on, there had been what? Well, there'd been an acknowledgement the track had been resurfaced, courtesy of I yes. think someone who didn't do it right. Ah. And um, sixteen million dollars. Warranty. Six. And so it's a different circuit that the Bathurst Twelve Hour had run on, and I don't know whether even the uh, the uh, sporting events in in Easter were part of. Suffice to say that uh, there appeared to be a track deterioration um, on, on the edges in certain corners. 
uh, specifically turn two, Griffin's bend, the right-handed to go up towards the cutting. Yep. And somewhere else, I don't... The dipper. The dipper, okay, which was a lot of compression there. Yep. And offline, it was really bad. Whether that was like some greasiness in the in the in the in the the composite that was put down, I don't know. But they there reckon were, that there was a lot of oil coming out of the bitumen. You know, like a, the bitumen bleeds oil when it's yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know what the temperature was like, but sure, sh- it was quite sure warm. As well. Like it was, <clears> there was dramas from day one. There was. Now the the fact was that yes, the track was resurfaced, but they weren't happy with turn two. And they weren't happy with the dipper. So both of those sections of track had been pulled up as recently as September and relayed. And the bitumen just hadn't cured, basically. Oh, so the two sections which were... Which were troublesome had been relayed sections. And you could actually see there was an aerial shot from the helicopter and you could see the colour change around the inside. So half the width of the track all the way around turn two had been relayed. And then sort of a, a square block, if you like, again on the inside, on the line, around the dipper um, had, had been relayed. And so as the cars were heading into turn two, into Griffins, they were pulling up. Because, because of the loading on the car, the front tyres were basically biting and then pulling the bitumen, pulling up the bitumen. <laughs> And then the rears were going across and actually just dragging it out. So that started breaking up. And then as they were coming down the dipper, if you can imagine cutting left into the dipper, the right-hand wheels were pulling it up on the edge of that where that bit had been fixed. So, uh, yeah, that was where it all was all happening. But the drivers were saying that the effect of particularly turn two, because of the compression uh, amount that when you're braking to go into that turn and the fact that you're running uphill at the same time um, if when the track started breaking up if you were on cold tyres you were rooted I reckon if, you, if your tyres were hot it wasn't so bad because they had stickiness in them and yes you'd pick up some crap out of the track you explain but that you'd get rid of it for the later European on because I've been trying to explain to them the ter- about the term rooting and rooted oh right yeah yeah, yeah. Fucked, basically. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so, they they reckon that, and most of the accidents happened when people had come out of the pits, or they'd been in the pits and they hadn't actually got their tyres up to temp, and so then they'd hit turn two, hit the marbles that were all the little bits of shit that had been pulled out of the track, and whoosh, off they went, in- including the rubber debris. Yeah, that's right. So, we had, I think, about six or seven offs there. Mm. Um, there were ten safety cars in the whole duration of the race, which was just amazing, considering last year Bathurst only had two safety cars for the well, whole event. A lot of damaged cars. Yep, plenty of damaged cars. And where they'd, where they'd run off at turn two, because basically they were still on the uphill section, but you know there's all those tyres around the outside there. They were all just running straight across the track and into the tyres, basically. Um, So most of them were okay, except those that had an accident that then involved another car, which there were two flips, so, you know, you you had to worry about that. The fact that uh, Garth Tander and um, Luffy were out, because Luffy rolled there. Um, Yeah, yes, and, uh, yeah, well, so yeah. that car was just not in the race. They couldn't repair it in time. There was too much damage. They were showing the damage to the roll cage. And, and the there was that the cars are done for good. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the roll cage was, the, the tubing was all crimped at the back where it had uh, gone in backwards and then flipped. But, so let's look at the outcome of it. Well, uh, I think it's rather, rather cool. Uh, Nathan and I were there in... Um, in Arnsbach, and I could certainly hear a little cheer from Nathan uh, to support of his uh, his co-driver, who he and he uh, he and Chaz Mostert had won the Eastern Creek Six Hour yep. together in uh, a BMW um, uh, a, a year or so prior, two years ago. So 
that was all pretty good. And um, and for Paul Morris to come through and redeem himself. I know. Himself. How, how good was that? Hey, know, dude, after all these years. Yeah, no, I reckon he's lost place. Well, I think he might have been a little, he might have even done a little bit of training for Bathurst because he did look a lot slimmer than the last time I'd seen him. I mean, I haven't, uh, I, I've only seen highlights and I didn't stay up because uh, to, you know, it was very, very early in the morning to see all the fine details of what was going on. But uh, from what I understand, that uh, Jamie Wincup didn't play as fairly as he could have. Oh, I, mate, I disagree. No, no. I think, I, 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 hang on. I'm just, yeah, hang on. Just, say what you, no, just say what you heard. Then yeah. you can have your go. Yeah. I'm just saying from what I heard, I did not see it, is that he made himself wider than he needed to be to conserve the, conserve the fuel or whatever or make it difficult and hadn't been yeah. listening to, to team orders and took it on. But then a racer's a racer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got to give them that. And basically, sometimes you've got to go, well, listen, fuck off. Um, so, uh, and and I'll, let, I'll do it my way. Racers do that. No, and, he, then, and he's got stars on the board to do that. But um, His aim is to win. Exactly. And, and I, I, I thought he drove a storming race, Exactly honestly. right. Yeah. He could have slowed the fuel or quick shift yeah. Yeah. in the last four or five laps mm. before the end, and he chose not to. And what made the car did, wide. What he did choose to do was to go up the hill as fat as a B-double yep. and slowly. And unfortunately, yes, he ran out of fuel halfway down Conrod. Yeah, and they'd been telling him on the radio for the previous three laps <laughs> that he needed to back off and conserve fuel. But he even, basically even, ignored them. Even, but it was a roll of the dice. Even it was half did, a lap's worth of fuel. Even if he did that four laps earlier, mm. I don't think he would have had the fuel anyway. So I no. think he played it great. He yeah. had the four, three or four second lead. And he left it right to the last lap, yep. and he got fat going up the mountain. And unfortunately, he ran out of fuel. But that's right. That's how Chaz played it exactly the same. Chaz had got him on the entrance to the straight anyway, and I think that even if he had fuel, it would have been touch and go. But because he backed off, I mean, he'd been setting lap records, so mm, you know yeah. he was he was driving like a demon. There's no doubt about it. It was a brilliant drive at a time like this. In the sport where, you know, it, it, it's... I think V8 supercar racing has been pretty boring all year. Correct. Yes. It's a perfect example of going, well, isn't this for the spectators? Yeah. Isn't this... Absolutely it, Is right. this not theatre? And it was. It was total theatre. Everything that happened, I mean... Van Giz. Van Giz was storming. Oh, Absolutely yeah. storming. Yeah. And he went in for fuel... And it should have been just a straight stop and banging out again. He fueled it up. And he bloody, yep, he stalled it and no, he no starter motor. It was no up. starter motor. Yeah, but he fueled it up. He, he just washed the bores, I guess. That's, I think, was what he was trying to say. But, you know, is this not, in some respect, a bit of a nail in the coffin of the need to go to Bathurst because the television's so good? Yeah, it was good. Mm. It was good coverage. It was brilliant. You wouldn't. I don't think that even with the big screens, because of the size of the you track, there aren't that many big screens, and you wouldn't have got the same excitement that you got from the TV so if you were there. One hundred and eighty cameras. Yeah. Crazy. What? There yeah. were a huge amount of cameras there. Yeah. Well, there were sixteen in-car cameras. I think something yeah. ridiculous. Well, there must so, be more than that. Every car would have had a camera. Yeah. Well, they do, but there were sixteen like TV cameras in addition to the in-car cameras. So, you know, I mean, like, there was a shot... Who, who's rear... I think, I think it was Winkups. Like, they've got a camera just off of his rear passenger side wheel. And that was pretty awesome. Some of the stuff coming off. It'd be like there. a GoPro or something like yeah. that. Which is yeah. a Wi-Fi transfer. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, the coverage was just sensational. It really was. Uh, am I wrong that uh, there was just no coverage of the Mercedes getting pulled? No, there wasn't. There Not was, a cracker. And I feel sorry for Betty and all mm. that because they rebuilt that car. Yeah. It was mm. effed. Yeah, it was. Well and truly. And now their other car is effed. Yep. Will she be back next year? I don't know. Of course. How much money can she rip up? Well, she's taken 70 bucks off little There you go. Is that right? So did... did because you guys watched it. Was, was the Erebus team given no love? On the media, no, not a mention. Isn't that interesting? Virtually not a cracker. All given a mention. Yeah. Interviews, no. Nah. 
And even the pre-race stuff, even Saturday and whatnot, you know, when you had Larco in the pits and all that, I never saw him in the Erebus pit once. And they were, they were fourth for a lot of the, mm. lot of the race. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a bigger story in that. Mm. Mm. Sass. I feel sorry for it. Anyway. What about his yeah. five years miserableness, who he hasn't been heard from since July? No, I didn't. I spoke to him oh, about a month and a half ago, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't obviously didn't go to Sandown, didn't go to Bathurst, and he didn't obviously offer an apology for his behaviour in the mall. No, of course not. Don't know anything about. It. I know nothing. You do. So, anyway, be a long time coming. And was Russia boring, or was Russia boring? Yeah, Russia Fantastic. was boring. But Russia, it was picture skew. That oh. track was. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. yeah, but the track it, it was, was amazing. The but the racing was shit. It was looking at the track. It, it, it was just total, it, it, like total boredom. It was how could it was very interesting. I had the best HD view of Putin's security. <laughs> I mean, it was just there wasn't a it, it wasn't was a spot of dirt anywhere no, was there. But no. wow, and they were just how lucky were they with the weather? Mm. Yeah, it just very. looked deluxe. Mm. You go, I want to go there. Mm. But then no wonder they did it. Yeah. Uh, no, it was just... But the actual race was just... Uh, it was almost like... Yeah, it was terrible. A flashback to the Schumacher days. Monaco. Uh, yeah. But Monaco... This year's Monaco wasn't too bad. And it was a bit... But, it's a bit dubious about, you know, what the track limits in the first couple of laps. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got this... Blue band with white lines, mm. and like, hey, having sat through drivers' <laughs> briefings all year, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty aware about you know track limits and this and that, and what they will and will not do to make you. There's so many people that have gone off, gone over the track line limits. Um, of course, some of them had to had to do that, but it's but clear, they were hot clear on track that Nico had to readdress in the first lap. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. And he was quite philosophical about the fact that he came second, so that was all right. Who was the guy who was interviewing him all on the podium? Was he just some yeah, Russian ring? Yeah, I didn't know who he was. He was. No, and they never mentioned Oh, it. that's, uh, that's uh, Alexandra Putin. <laughs> it might as well have been. <clears throat> but he says his father's cut him off. <laughs> and this way he can't get a fucking proper shave. Oh, dear. Bit of, bit of... Bit of fucking down there with the mushrooms, you know, mushrooms. And, the, and, the, and the truffle sniffing dogs, <laughs> bit of white stuff. I mean, as in vodka. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, clear stuff. Clear stuff. That's right. clear stuff. That's it, JP. Don't boil the potatoes too hard. <laughs> what for the salad nissoir? <laughs> no, for the vodka. Have you been boiling anything lately? What have you been cooking up while I've been away? Because I can tell you a little bit about what's been going on food-wise overseas. But because right. since I saw you last, I, w- I went to uh, to Budapest. Yep. I think I did tell you about that. I did tell you that Budapest is a, a, a town, the capital of Hungary. It is. Which uh, is separated by... I think and that was. The, I think you told end. me when that was. That was the last Skype we yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of August. Yeah, and that uh, there is a river, the Danube. Yeah, which uh, uh, the Danus, which is uh, one side is the Buddha and one side is the Pest. Yep, that's right. Pest being the, the predominantly larger. One. So that was where you hung out with all the other pests. That's right, and the, yeah. and the, and the, well, you've seen the, the movie, haven't you? Like <laughs> which the movie? Grand Hotel of Budapest. No, what's the matter with you? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Got an Apple TV, haven't you? Yeah, I've got an Apple TV. Yeah, got an Apple TV, haven't you? I've got an Apple TV. Update in the morning. That's right. Update takes all morning. Tell you. You update your Apple TV. And then, and then, and then, and then, off to Nürburgring, which was, we did a test, didn't they? Right. Run around there for a day and then um, with uh, Mario and then we went uh, back. So that was we that was Nürburgring circuit or Norschleife? No, not Norschleife. We don't right. run Norschleife. And okay. we don't run the Grand Prix circuit either. Run the sprint track, which is oh, yeah, a smaller one. Yeah, slightly yeah. shorter version. But it doesn't go out through the trees so far. Oh, no, no, there's no trees at all. Yeah. That's Norschleife. 
We just go out and a little, little bit of run around. But Barry and Nathan went out for the noise flight run. Yep. Not, not in the race car, but they went off and did that. I wasn't interested in that. So I just I said, look, I'd just rather go and drink with some white wine. <laughs> as and, you would. Uh, as you would. And, uh, and did that. Um, and it was, I really enjoyed it up there. It was a very nice time to do that. It was lovely to have Barry over. Well, not lovely. Lovely's not an appropriate word. My mother was lovely. Barry's not lovely. The time <laughs> with, with Barry it was pleasant. Pleasant. Enjoyable. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And uh, that was pretty good. And then we went down to uh, Malus, which is a little bit south of Strasbourg. Right. Which is where you can apparently get a good sausage. To the city du train. The train, the world headquarters of trains. Now, I know the world you headquarters of trains. The world and the city, city du cité du automobile. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Very, very cool. Bruce Vegas dropped in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Bruce Vegas uh, right. came over yeah. and yeah. Uh, went. We went Good up time. for um, uh, you know, it was a fortieth birthday, so right. it was a bit of a reward for being. You know, being a good mum for Princess Tatilda, give her a little bit of a break for yeah. 10 or 12 days, that's all it was. Um, then back up to uh, to the, the House of Doms. Yep. And then down to, through, uh, through Lindau on Lake Constance. On the, oh, on Lake the, Constance. Do you know Lake Constance? No, I know of Lake Constance, yeah. I just well, the, the, rang a bell, so it was just like, okay, Lake Constance, Lake Constance right, yeah. On the uh, edge of the Swiss border, mm-hmm. before going over through the San Bernardino Pass down the next day, and on to Menagio, a very uh, small village on the edge of the of Lake Como. Mm-hmm. A lovely hotel, like Hotel Royal, of where I became Giovanni. Who? Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah. I can't just say Jean. Okay. <laughs> Is that right? It's all quite humorous. Lunch <laughs> the next day at Bellagio and over to Verena, and it was all very good. I can see I'm getting the R's. <laughs> and uh, then went down to San Gen- San uh, Jim San uh, Jimiano, but staying at, which is a beautiful castle town. Now this is interesting, viewers. This is really interesting, viewers. That. We went to this other town the first day called Volterra. And Volterra has a super maximum security jail within the castle town. It, within the castle town is another castle within. These are the, hun- the number top hundred worst nasties from Italy. <laughs> is that right? They're absolutely the worst. And they are uh, mafia, m- killers, mm. whatever, da da da. But they're cashed up. This is right. no no joke story. They call it the five star jail. They are allowed to wander and enjoy <coughs> the entire Excuse city, me. freedom, have a car, buy their own flat, as long as they report in. Is that there, right? And work in <laughs> restaurants the whole lot. Travel outside the city. I guess there's an ankle bracelet or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's the dealio. And I say to the guy in the tiny, <laughs> tiny little pizza hut spot we found for lunch, because there's so many American tourists and I hate them, so we have to get away where there's nobody and found this little place where there was nobody. And he tells, tells me the story, a young guy, you know, you know much as much as, yeah, a little younger than yourself, Jake. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, said, uh, he said, this is, this is, this is Italy, this is, this is how it is, this is a true story. I said, are, are you from the jail <laughs> as well? He had a laugh. But he had a laugh. Extremely but welcoming. But he didn't answer. <laughs> no, he didn't answer. He didn't answer, that's right. He didn't answer. Pizza was good. I didn't get some. Um, that, that's, that's the story that goes on there. So there's the mm. Well, he looked, at, he looked at your watch. It was a seventh Friday and not a Rolex. No, mate, I, 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 uh, I have not been wearing... I have to say... I am not wearing the. I've been wearing the Seven Friday for the first half of the season, but I feel that uh, the uh, there's been a bit of a a lovely watch. But uh, the relationships in terms of marketing broke down to the point that we. What's the point? And uh, ditched the watch brand. Yep. Wore it. Logo still on the car, but it wasn't a marketable thing for us. 
I'm not saying that Seven Friday is a bad watch. It was very good, but it was replaced by David Minette's Snowball One, Tangent Snowball, um, uh, and I uh, thought that was the best uh, use of the rear wing of the vehicle for the Fair second enough. part of the season. Again, thank you to the guys at uh, at, uh, at uh, Seven Friday Australia, Nick Hooper, for providing the watch for us, but. Um, you know, we held up our end of the bargain, and um, I guess we expected a little more. That's all I can say. Right. Was this a is it a fair comment, JP? Probably a fair comment, Johnny. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. sledging. No, no, you're not. No, 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 no. But that's commercial relationships. That's what happens. I mean, you yeah. know, when when Nathan had a some broken, do, broken glass, and uh, it was impossible to get fixed. Yeah. Because I thought, well, well, if you, why would you buy one of the watches? <laughs> Sounds fair. I mean, why would you? I mean, one can one can always say, well, it's a designer crack. <laughs> designer crack. And after leaving, and after leaving, after leaving the Tuscan region, we headed north through Lake Garda and up through Vipatino, a very small skiing town right on the edge of the Austrian border before the Brenner Pass oh. going into Innsbruck. Obviously snow, no snow, but two very important things. Actually, three. A Chinese restaurant, <laughs> a gondola. Ski instructors. Trains. Uh, <laughs> Up the hill we went, one kilometre vertically, mm. of course, after a couple of wines and a nice <clears> view and a bit of Edelweiss and some doodle uh, I cleverly said, let's walk down, mm. only to the unhappiness of my thighs by the end because of the... Yep, because of the steep incline. Well, it wasn't, it was a, like a... Five six k walk, but it was one kilometre of vertical. Oh, I'm not happy, Jan. Mm. <laughs> However, it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, taking off in silence, in silence, in silence, we uh, went up and over the Brenner Pass and down the other side. For but there were the the truck stunks. Uh, maximum speed for trunks uh, for trucks in um, for dunks trucks in Europe is eighty kilometres an hour. You must stick in the right hand lane. It's eighty k's, and you're going down a hill. It's forty, and the Brenner Pass. You know how long that goes for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, there is, uh, I would say, no less than five thousand trucks, oh. and they're all because they're all on the same. Eh, yeah. You've never seen anything like it. And I've been through there before, but I didn't register it because it was 20 years ago. No, well, there probably wasn't that many trucks back then either. Well, I so. think that's quite right. But yeah. there was a the part of the... The Brenner Pass is pretty... It's pretty interesting. It's elevated roadway, go, roadway going through all this, you know, these... Yeah. Mountains. Things like that. You would have previously had to go through all these tiny little towns... It'd take you forever. Enormously interesting. And the old road's still there if you wish to take it. But these are freeways suspended 100 metres in the air. It's just quite out, you know, quite out of this world. But then they have a lot of maintenance going on. And so three lanes turn into two, which create a 10k snarl in one <laughs> direction and then in the other. And on this one particular part coming in, it's got to be the highest bid. They were, they was, they were, they had shut down one complete side of it, and uh, one complete side of the of the Brenner Pass up flyovers. Right. And everybody's having to, to go and crawl. And I look around, I go, there are so many trucks. We're all standing there. And I'm like, you can feel it moving. <laughs> oh, God, I felt distinctly uneasy. It's designed to move, though. I, I know. Mm, that's but right. is it designed 
is it designed to have 6,000 trucks at, yeah, a, at the so many same tons each. Yeah. Sydney Harbour Bridge, when they opened it, they put 32 steam trains on it to prove how strong it was. There you go. Then I, I, when I survived... Sheffield Steel. Oh, I think, so. right, but it, it, it was no, a little... It's concrete rubbish. I, it was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hogan. <laughs> uh, it was a bit... It was a bit unnerving. Mm. Mm. So what's happening tomorrow? Our time. Well, uh, that iPads. means it's uh, tech time. It does. <laughs> tech time. <laughs> That's a different sound effect. Well, Japes, mm-hmm. don't call me Japes. My understanding would be that there will be new iPads, uh, iPad 3 mini and an iPad 2 iPad Air 2, Air 2 with yeah. Touch ID. Probably yes. both of them. And perhaps they seem to think, they seem to think that there might be a Retina, Retina iMac. Retina iMac and mm. possibly... A mini Mac refresh and the golden master of Jellystone National Park. That's right. Yosemite. <laughs> but after their, after their 8.1, 8 iOS, iOS 8, sorry, iOS 8.0, mini debacle. Mini <laughs> debacle, yeah. Because I have installed 8.02 on my iPad yep. and it is completely... Completely unusable. Is that right? It, it like the the lag to use the keyboard is is just not possible. You, you just might as well throw it in the bin. It's a, a totally totally useless. I have to restore and see what it goes from there. But yeah, icons are all gone. Which is, and I'm not one to, to, to bag it, but it's just that's. I think it's just too much too soon going on. Yeah, yeah. They're certainly putting. I mean, software wise, they're certainly putting a lot of demands on the hardware. <laughs> Excuse me, on the hardware, and and that's what they they just don't. And so you know, you get people going. Well, it's not working properly anymore. I need to buy a new one. Oh, great! That's exactly what we wanted you to do. That is the strategy, but it's not. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit naughty. It is. Yeah. And I, I will say, viewers, that it is an iPad too. So it's nothing yeah. fancy. So it's had a long time in the sun. It can still play a movie and everything like that. It's still not totally unusable. Yeah. I mean, it's not. But I have reports from people who have iPad 3 and 4 mm. who are finding this fine in the same thing. Mm. Now, 8, 8. 1 and 8.2 will probably fix it. But naughty. Mm. Right. Oh, well. So we'll wait and see. But on a more serious, a more significant technical note, yeah. a note of technology, I mean... This is uh, uh, this is your last moment in time with technology, JP. Tomorrow is your last day of ever being on this show where you actually talk about technology because the, the paperwork I realised that we wrote all those years ago says that it expires tomorrow. I oh, know. And you're not allowed exactly. to talk about it anymore. No. You just have to do more barbecue yeah. and garden just, centric. Yeah, well, more, and, and, more barbecues, definitely. And I understand... You're opening, uh, going to start up your new uh, podcast called uh, Deckheads. That's right. The Deckheads podcast. What's that all about? Oh, building decks. Maintaining decks. Polishing decks. I mean, you know. You're getting good at polishing decks. Yeah, well, I polish mine fairly well. Really? Yeah. Is it any good? (laughs) It's excellent. Does Lainey help you with that? Occasionally. (laughs) But she should do more. Well, yeah, well, you know. So should they all. Arguably. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> Dunks. But the barbecue... What do you think about the concept of having, you know, being a bit of a deckhead? And, uh, yeah, because you like a bit of handy skill. Yeah, you're, you're a handy you're, man, He's good Dunks. with his you're, hands. You're, you're, you know... He, he likes to... Be uh, you've got no way you can build a deck here because you're all uh, flat. And on the basis that your uh, better half is... Uh, Having a little bit of a reset in life with uh, her employment, um, it's only fit, it, it would only be right that she spends a bit of time working on 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 the deck with you. 
Dex R Us. Dex R Us. Dexies Midnight Runners. Oh, very good. Well, if you Come need on, a deck, well, you need your deck sorted. She loves it. She should, she should, she gets, the problem is that she doesn't have a suitable view of the deck, from the deck. Right. But if she, if the deck provided a view, yeah. I think she'd be more interested. Right. And I think from your perspective too, <laughs> all I can say. Is it must be time to talk about barbecue. No, that there's a little I mean, bit of something in that for all of us. There is, definitely. I mean. The more time you concentrate on your deck, the better life becomes. You're in. Barbecues? I've what have you done lately then, Dunks? What I have here... Oh, what's that? Fish? No. No, it's a bit of meat. Leg of lamb? Mr Art. It's fish meat. Mr Art, have a look. I reckon it's a leg of lamb. It looks like a leg of lamb. definitely a fish. It's fishy. I have... Oh, it is fishy. So I have... Right first time. I have two 13-kilogram suckling pigs. That look like fish. Hawkers. Ah, but they're ah, not... but they're bagged. Uh, exactly, they're in a bag and they're frozen. Yeah. But they're 13 kilograms. But not only that, they're from the Bodan pigs. They will be roasted Bodan. on a spit. There are none of these left in the world apart from Kangaroo Island because when Nicholas Bodan... Oh, Bodan as in... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Founded South Australia, really, not Matthew Flinders. He released some pigs on Kangaroo Island. Right. These are the purest pigs in the world. I have two, possibly three, in a freezer. Yep. I just need a spit. We will oh. not be uh, divulging. How uh, big um, a spit do you need? Are they full size? Oh, yeah. right, they're big. They're we suckling will, pigs. We will not be divulging Dunkin' Donuts' actual address. Look, Suffice no. to say that when the suckling yeah, pigs they look good to me. are put on the spit, <laughs> they will be <laughs> rather deluxe. Yeah, I know those. You know, it's interesting that you say that because the, uh, the, 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 the timing of the trip in uh, with Nathan and doing the ADACJT Masters came to the end at just the right time because it was the very night before I left that I ran out of Murray River sea salt. Yep. Oh, no. I mean, and you know what that means. I have to exit. Stage left. I can't be asked. That's right. Can't be so, surprised about and that. Murray River sea salt would be a perfect accompaniment for a Bodan pig. It would. Speaking of Dan's. Uh, but can we just... Oh, are we going to go back to barbecues? Yes. No, continue. Oh, well, I was just going to say, Well, while we're on the subject of pig, the, uh, the pork people... What are they? I can't remember what they're called, actually. The, the pork boxes. board or whatever. I've got this ad running at the moment for these pork steaks. Get a bit of pork on your fork steak. And Yeah, those guys. And it's called 622. So cook first side six minutes, turn it over for two minutes, rest for two minutes. And it's a great ad. And Lady picked up some of these pork steaks the other week. And I did them on the Weber. I mean, I must say, I didn't do 622. I thought, on the Weber... The Weber Q, maybe six is a bit but a bit yeah, much. Right. How thick was it? So what, uh, about half, half three quarters of an inch. Somewhere the there. would it be the size of that glass object there that looks like an astro but isn't? Yeah, roughly a little bit smaller. Um, but they were so I did them actually four and a half to two, and they were absolutely sensational. Lid down. Yeah, lid down. Yeah, okay. yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Soft. Mm. Little bit of pink. Mm. Soft little bit of pink. Later just, in the evening. Oh, just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Succulent. Juicy. So you left yep. it for a while and so, it was all good. Yeah, oh, great. Mushroom sauce. Apple sauce. Do like my apple sauce with my pork. Bit of a pom like that. Good to come back and last night, first night back. Like other than the arrival night, a lamb roast, a lamb. Thank you, Russ. Spring lamb at the moment too. Lamb's particularly a good lamb at the moment. Roast I've got a lamb roast going lamb on roast. the barbecue on the weekend with uh, with with Duncan, Sarah, and and Hannah. Oh, I tell you, that was good. I just needed a bit of lamb roast, 
And you know, you have, I'm very much an interferer in the kitchen. Really? You don't say. Well, I've never I've, noticed I've, that, I've, Duncan. I've have you noticed that? <laughs> have you noticed? So how would you like to play You're cured. And I don't care. Just do What? I just ate it. It was gorgeous. I just ate it. It was great. The only thing I interfered on was the gravy, which did need interfering. It did. And I fixed it. Did you have mint sauce? Yes. I actually asked Sarah, do you have any mint sauce? And she went out and got the mint during the day. Lovely. Can't beat it. On that note? Yeah, we better go and eat. We're Talking not going about to eat food. anything. We're going yeah. out. That's what I mean. We've got to go and eat. <laughs> There's only one thing to say. All right, let's get my nails. I'll get my nails done. You're gonna wind it up. Yeah, yes, perfect. Ah! Oh, good night, viewers. Night, viewers. Good night, dogs. Mm-hmm.